Yo, what it is, what's going on, what's poppin' is your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome back to another episode of For The Market Protocol. We in the building again, baby. <clears throat> uh, welcome to this very special post-Thanksgiving. Aren't they all special? They're all special additions, aren't they? Yes, yes, they really, they really are, they really do. Uh... Did you miss me? <laughs> Did you? Did you, y'all fool? Hold up. Are y'all fool post Thanksgiving and, and, and doing that thing where, where you decide, okay, now I'm going to do a cleanse. Now I'm going to cleanse my system. My wife actually said that to me. Are we going to do that? No. Go hard in the paint from here to the end of the year. So here's what I do, right? Oh, before, before I move on, uh, big shout out to all things comedy. Uh, big shout out to uh, all our, our all things comedy mates. Billy, after Burr edition, Ian Edwards, Dean Del Rey, here's Sultanovich. Go check out their shows. Felipe Esparza, what up, fool? Um, go check out their podcast, man. And as always, subscribe, like. Let a brother know that you're digging what we're doing. You're digging what we're doing. Um, and subscribe, comment, like. Uh, I, I heard good things about the uh, the Harris Stanton episode. Actually, I did. Um, <clears throat> did uh, Gina Savage one Gina Savage from uh, from. Back in the days, we used to work together. She used to uh, run Boston Comedy Club and just had a fun, actually interesting um, episode I did of her podcast or up there at Broadway Comedy Club. Al Martin's Broadway Comedy Club up there uh, in the 50s, I think West 53rd Street between 8th and 9th Avenue. We did the uh, Red Light NYC podcast. Uh, Episode 50, hmm, we spoke, of course, SNL, Weed, Trump, and more, so check that out, the red light, uh, at dot com. it was fun, um, so we, we did that last week, a lot of people were like, well, you did theirs, why you ain't do ours, here's the thing, y'all, I've been procrastinating on doing hers for a long time, we've been trying to make it work. And we finally did, okay, so can a brother live? Uh, and last week, last week I actually meant to do the episode, but last week was uh, was quite hectic because it was such a short week with the with the Thanksgiving holiday uh, upon us. Um, it was just a, a busy week, and on top of that, I, uh, well, this, this episode and what we discuss will... We'll um, elaborate and expand on why I was not able to record last week. It was just a very, very busy, busy week. Uh, so much so that I actually <laughs> I had to send out two auditions on Wednesday before Hollywood shut down. And I hate when I get things out late. You know, there's an old saying... Well, I don't know if it's an old saying, but I know. I remember hearing Chris Rock saying, his dad said this, there's no such thing as early. 
There's no such thing as being early this on time. This on time and late. <laughs> and uh, I was mad because even, even if it's only four minutes late, it's still late. And that actually bugged me. Uh, my manager was, was cool with it, but it pissed me off myself i was i was quite disappointed here's you know why you know why the, the father muck was late because um i couldn't <laughs> you know what when you have to upload an audition uh when you have to put yourself on tape so oftentimes what will happen um nowadays uh is that you do not have to go into a casting director obviously you want to go into a casting room because you can you can feel them. You can get, let them feel you. Uh, the producers and the uh, casting director. Um, you know, as as a as someone that is a live performer, you like getting in the room and selling yourself. You know, some people buckle under the pressure, but uh, if 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 you've rocked out, you know, stages in front of, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of people, then going in a room with someone. Um, you know, with a clipboard and a casting assistant isn't all that intimidating. That's not to say that's going to win you a role, uh, but that's just one less fear that you have to face. So um, now in the modern era, because of technology such as uh, home recording devices, be it, uh, you know, an iPad or an actual high-def camera or high-def recording uh component or system you can put yourself on tape it's funny they still use that that archaic term yeah put yourself on tape there's no tape involved uh but it's 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 similar to people saying yeah i need to to xerox this no one uses xeroxes how many times somebody said yeah will you uh will you xerox something you're like you don't have a machine i'm just gonna take a picture on my phone and send it to you (laughs) so uh they asked you to put yourself on tape so last tuesday actually tuesday night wednesday morning i wake up to two different auditions one voiceover and one on camera and the uh the vo i received and got the breakdown the character breakdown sort of last minute but i got that one out and then the on camera i had to get it in excuse me um, by noon LA time, and I put myself, I recorded myself on, uh, on the pad of I, but what I did not take into account was the upload time, and here's, here's the protocol this week, boys and girls, always factor in <laughs> additional time for any technical difficulties, perhaps, uh, the same way when you go to the airport, yeah, your flight leaves at 10 and they tell you get there two hours early. Not because it's going to take you two hours to go through security, but you don't know if you're going to run into traffic on the way to the airport. You don't know if you're going to uh, run into issues getting through security. You don't know if the uh, the people, you know, uh, at your airline are going to have difficulties with their computer so you always allot yourself extra time and I thought well as long as I have this recorded by that time I'll be fine unfortunately it then took me what another <laughs> another hour plus 
to uh, upload it because first I wanted to upload to Vimeo. I here's what I did. So with an audition, um, you self audition. So I figured, you know what? Here I'll do. There were two scenes. I'll record three of each scene and then choose two of each of those scenes to send to to my manager. And uh, my time is all said and done. He got one of each because I wanted to upload to Vimeo and. I attempted to upload the Vimeo, and it said it was going to take, like, what, three hours? <laughs> so, like, okay, I guess we're not going to do it that way. Uh, how about Hightail? Um, but the problem with Hightail is I think uh, he actually, his preference is Vimeo, which didn't work. And I was like, you know, he doesn't like Hightail. So I had to upload it to YouTube, because at least YouTube, I YouTube the... Uh, they could just watch them and they were would upload relatively quickly. But those still took what, 20, 30 minutes to upload two of them. I was so annoyed, man. Anyway, got them. And uh, if if I, you know, if no, when I book, I'll let you know what it was for. All right? Ah. <laughs> any, any, anywho, um... I was saying something, and I was terribly distracted. Oh, with the, with the cleanse, the post-Thanksgiving cleanse. Here's my thought on the situation: is if you are, if you're, um, if you go to pig out, right, for Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving, Christmas, relatively close, about a month apart. So, in my mind, why? <laughs> Why clean things up when you're gonna make a messy again, right? I I haven't had any French fries or soda uh, since August, so that so I said almost almost four months clean, and and so therefore I deserve it. I'm actually rationalizing my gluttony. That's what I'm doing right now. There is no rationalization for gluttony other than, well, you know, I just wanted to eat it, so I'm going to eat it. So uh, so that's what I did, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was greedy. I was, you know what's funny, though? As I've gotten older, because I remember going, I, I remember at worst getting four plates of food on Thanksgiving and heaping plates like, you know, anyone that knows me knows that that uh that I go in when I eat. I enjoy myself immensely. Uh but I only had two plates. So I've gotten better actually. Two plates in comparison to four. Now uh, also a brother gets a little older and you rationalize, you know what my stomach hurts now. This eating as much as as tasty as it is, it's it's hurting. You should never eat to the point where it hurts you to eat, both literally and figuratively, whether in the short term or long term. You shouldn't eat knowing it's going to put you into a diabetic coma, um, nor should you eat to the point where you're saying, I think I'm going to explode. So I stopped where I was comfortable. I was comfortable. I said, you know what? I've had, had, I've had a comfortable meal. Um, I missed a couple of things. The first pass, gonna gonna revisit the uh, the 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 table, the buffet, the cornucopia of food. 
and I'll, I'll gather a few things that I enjoyed the first time, and then check some of the things that I uh, that I didn't have previously. Uh, it was at my cousin's house this year. Oh, you know what she uh, she made this year, which was good, which I'm not used to having on uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Mashed potatoes. God, I mean, you just you you appreciate some really good uh, whipped up creamy mashed potatoes. And I must say that I enjoyed them immensely. Eh? Um so yeah, so I'm not I'm not doing a cleanse. So um, which is funny because I'm headlining Gotham Gobbly Club December eleventh and twelfth. Y'all can catch me for anybody out there that's in the tri state area of New York City, you can catch me Deciembre uh once y trece. No, no, uh Say once and doce, right? Did I say that right? I hope I did. That's the eleventh and twelfth uh, of December. Five shows, Gotham Comedy Club. Um, you know what? Also, I woke up this morning to a text from a friend asking me if he could get a guest spot on the shows at Gotham. Now, here's the thing: you have to understand. I do look out for everyone that I can. And I like to pull my people in when I can. But y'all also have to realize, a brother wants to just get his show off. And each guest spot I give someone means less time for me. Uh, so in this particular instance, because normally I think last year, I think I gave Vessi guest spots. I gave out like one, two, three, maybe four guest spots out of five shows. The and and the uh, guest spots because I know Vessi he wanted to record. Go check out his uh his podcast by the way. The call back he's he's out in L A. Living the dream and uh, by the dream I mean interviewing Paula Patton. <laughs> you know it's funny I almost called her Miss Miss X John B but that's a different uh uh R and B singer that that happens to be white. Um, no, Robin Thicke, former Miss Robin Thicke, Paula Patton, very fine. Uh, if you see the picture of Joseph uh, that he posted with the podcast, you'll see how happy he was, happy and nervous he was to be interviewing such a wonderful beauty. So anyway, Vessi, he had to um, he had to record a set to submit to some colleges or his college agent. So you know how. Well, somebody asks you and they need, in their time of need to to do a favor, you do what you can. So, of course, I'm going to record it. I uh, recorded Vessi, or Vessi recorded himself. I gave him two spots on uh, on both shows on Friday. But that cuts into my time. And that's time I, that people, people paid to see me. So I had to, I had to shut down this year. And say, you know what, I'm just doing, actually this year, the the show I did uh, that Vessi guested on was earlier this year. I was supposed to do the MLK weekend um, because, well, here's the thing, right? And uh, I'd say probably four years ago, I think I started doing MLK weekend, maybe five. Every year, Gotham Comedy Club, I I started doing uh, MLK weekend, which was usually around the, the I'm, I'm going to say the second, the end of the second full week 
of January, right around the uh, the 16th. So this approaching year, it would have been January 15th and 16th. So I um, I did MLK Weekend a couple of years in a row. And each year, progressively, we found that the numbers were getting stronger and were getting better to the point where I wound up selling out a couple of my shows. I think uh, we sold out two or three of the shows when we did it last, uh, in 2014, so 2015, I was set to, set to do, uh, MLK weekend, and lo and behold, what happened, but we wind up, uh, getting bumped by Sinbad, and you know, brother, you know, I was tight, I was, (laughs) I was real tight about that, I wasn't, I wasn't angry so much as, because I understand it's, you know, that's part of the hierarchy in the game. I said, well, you know what? Sinbad is one of the reasons. Uh, he's an influence on me. And he's a quote-unquote bigger name currently as far as drawing power. So I understand the economics of it. Here, let's bring in Sinbad. Um, and I got bumped to Easter weekend, a holiday weekend, but a different type of holiday. Whereas MLK weekend, people really just are like, oh, we have Monday off. We could stay out late on Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Uh, Easter weekend, people going to church, people out of town, so it's a harder sell. And uh, subsequently, uh, it affected our ticket sales. We had good shows, we had good sales, but it wasn't magical, and it wasn't what I'd been used to over the last couple of years where the numbers had grown steadily. I actually had planned on, you know, if I sold out three last time, I want to sell out four or five this time. So uh, I took it upon myself to reach out to the owner and proprietor, one Chris Mazzilli, who runs Gotham Comedy Club, and I actually meant to hit him earlier this year, but I'm a comic, so I procrastinated. And I, uh, I, 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 I think I sent him an email. Sent him an email, just uh, you know, speaking on my behalf. Hey, here's the rule, kitties. Sometimes you just gotta speak up for yourself. Uh, closed mouth don't get fed. Feel me? So I, uh, I reached out to Mazzilli. I said, "Listen, Chris, you know what? The last couple of years, uh, uh, you'll check the numbers because clubs will keep." the uh, tally of what you did and how you sold and the, the, the amount of people that came out to your show. So I said, if you check my numbers, you'll see they've steadily been growing over the years and we sold out last year. So I'd like MLK weekend again uh, in 2016. If you don't have anyone booked, I, I, I'd be happy to take it. And uh, because I was looking at it like the same way Will Smith took over the 4th of July weekend some years ago, many years ago, actually, uh, with Independence Day and then uh, a couple of other summer blockbusters. I remember Wild Wild West. I'm not sure if Men in Black was a summer blockbuster or not. Um, I Robot, but I'm sure there were a couple um, that I can that I remember him becoming sort of Mr. Box Office on those weekends annually. So I wanted the MLK weekend uh, to be mine. Um, you know, A, because it's MLK weekend, I thought symbolically, well, you know, Dr. King had a strong and heavy influence on many of us. And um, and B, my numbers had been increasing. So guess what? He hit me back maybe 45 minutes later. He said, you know what? 
Um, let me check into it, and maybe an hour after that, I get a message from uh, one of his managers at the, at the club saying, let's make it happen. Uh, and we booked it, and then the reason it got pushed up to December is um, they, they called and asked if uh, if I'd push it up. And I said, hey, you know what, why not? Um, you know what, I had been looking to book one last weekend in December, so why not? Of course, I'll, uh, I'll do it. So we're doing December 11th and 12th. Um, it's going to be myself, Harris. I'm not sure who's hosting, maybe Marion Marian, uh, Groden. She always does a great job. And one guest spot by my man B.I., uh, Saturday night, late that Saturday night. I hope, I hope he is fine with that, uh, because I just want to have my show and keep it tight. And I know at least two or three more people are gonna ask me for guest spots, and I'm gonna just have to tell them no straight up. Um, but a brother just wants. I just want to have my weekend. Just do my show. Do what I do, and. And keep my show as tight as possible. And um yeah. I I I hope my brother is not offended that uh I'm only letting him rock out on one show as a guest spot, but I hope he also understands. And if he doesn't, he he can call a brother up and we can talk about it or we can talk in person, but um it is it that's how it's gonna be. So anyway. What held me up from recording last week? Well, I'll tell you what, it was ESPN. That's where it was. I, um, yeah, I wound up. I don't know how many of uh, got a chance to see it, but we, uh, we just did these, uh, we did a first of at least three, probably more, many more, uh, sketches with, uh, ESPN last weekend. It aired. On uh, on Sunday, NFL Countdown on ESPN um, show runs from I think uh, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and uh, and yeah, man, we we our first sketch rocked out last week. Uh, I think it was good. I think I think it it showed it showed potential of what's to come. I but you want it to be great. I think it was good. I think uh, uh, I actually spoke with <laughs> spoke with management about that because he, he felt like it was it was okay. And part of me probably got a little not not defensive but uh, protective of of my baby of you know of the creative endeavor because I felt like there were he he wanted it to be gut busting bend over fall out of your seat funny which i understand um i i want that but i also understand that we we had many challenges oh look at that bi just hit me and is grateful and said dean perfect thanks so he's happy with doing the guest spot on the late show on saturday the 12th so if you all want to see a guest spot um, if you want to see a guest spot, <clears throat> so I was saying if, if anyone wants to check out B.I., uh, my man Larry B.I., come check him out on my Saturday shows, man. Um, anywho, 
so as far as how the uh, the whole ESPN ESPN thing came about, some people may know, some might not know. Last, uh, well, earlier this year, actually, in the Super Bowl, uh, Frank Caliendo uh, reached out to me. Um, many of you might know uh, Caliendo uh, from his many years on uh, on Mad TV. He also uh, had his own television show, I think, on TBS when TBS started really getting into producing comedy. Uh, content and original programming. Uh, he had a TV show, Frank TV. I auditioned for it. I didn't get it, but he and I, there was a definite mutual respect developed from uh, from our meeting because we we sort of, um, you know, in 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 my audition with him in the room, and uh, uh, we we just went back and forth with uh, with a variety of different impressions that we both do as if we just had a group of people having a conversation it's actually fun i wonder if that's on tape it's almost epic now that i think of it um uh, then he and i i so often just um say what's up on, on social media and one time maybe two years ago maybe three he hits me and says i you know i do these things uh started doing these things with espn if you ever have any ideas, let me know. Maybe we can include you. Earlier this year, I actually did have an idea. Um, and then right after I thought of this Richard Sherman idea, because Sherman was, was getting a lot of uh, scrutiny in the media, who who hits me up but Galliendo asking if I had any ideas. I said, it's funny you would ask. I was going to hit you. <laughs> Which is funny how... Uh, the universal mind uh, cre uh, sort of uh, connects all of us, you know. Don't get me started. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but I just I thought that was funny that I was thinking about it, and then right after I thought about it, I thought about Caliendo. He reached out to me. Um, don't deny the the psych psychic phenomena that occurs, which is really just normal phenomenon, but we make it phenomenon because people don't embrace the phenomenal capacity of the human mind. Sorry. Um, yeah, so, uh, so we connected, uh, they shot me doing this Richard Sherman, uh, portion of a sketch that, uh, aired on Super Bowl Sunday on ESPN. It was a good look. A lot of fun. And I said, oh, you know what? Be great to maybe do some of those for NBA season. But I just, you know, just passed. I think I was at sea for a month and just moved moved on. We didn't uh we didn't do anything else with it. Fast forward to geez, I wanna say late August, early September. Producer Mr. Jewel, one G Jewel, he uh he reaches out to me. And gets the ball rolling. He says, hey, you know what? We loved what you did with uh, Caliendo last year. We'd love it uh, if you can come up with any other uh, possible, you know, um, people in your repertoire. Because we, we love, you know, people, people, uh, that's what's funny about YouTube. YouTube has become, for talent, especially comedians, 
it becomes a calling card of sorts. And on numerous occasions in the past, I've I've booked things based off of uh, based off of people seeing YouTube clips. Um, they usually go with the uh, the 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 Denzel prom date clip because that's uh, I think that one has has the um, the most hits it's in the millions and. Um, I, what's what's his, the producer's name? Mark Burnett, that produces Survivor and um, numerous other uh, reality competitions. Remember years ago, they contacted me to. Jeez, uh, I forgot the name. There was there was a game show. <laughs> this is my game show era. I went through a game show era where uh, you know people were interested in in me hosting, which was fine. Shoot. Uh, shows my universal appeal, actually. Um, and I actually did host a a show back in, geez, I want to say that might have been either 06, 07, or 08. Time, not exactly positive, but it was either 06, 2006, or 2007. As I remember, it happened right around when we taped Last, not last, comic Comics Unleashed. And Kathleen Madigan was on the panel with me, and she had uh, she had done the first first two panels on Comics Unleashed with me, and passed my name along to Paige Hurwitz, who was uh, helping uh, uh, produce and write on the show called Comedy Coliseum, I think, and I wound up. <laughs> And then Vin DeBono, who produces America's Funniest Videos, he um, he got to watch some of the clips on YouTube. They called me in, and um, within a, within a week, maybe two, not maybe a week and a half, I think they wanted me within a week, and it just took a couple extra days for lawyers to and uh, and uh, my my agent's legal department to iron out the deal. And uh, yeah, uh, did that one. Uh, Mark Burnett, they actually, little, little known story people, I, I almost was the host of a new incarnation of Soul Train. <laughs> the Soul Train! Because I did this show with, um, it was a, it was, it was a weird, a lot of these shows they wind up uh, creating in the States start overseas and Europe or England or Japan, and this one involved myself and a guest comedian coming on, or not a guest comedian, okay, you know the show Wipeout, sort of like that, where there are two hosts, but this one, I don't remember the name of it, uh, it involved, I remember we tested, we did a couple of chemistry tests with me, and uh, it was me with Chris Hardwick, before he was the 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 overseer of all things undead, uh, Olivia Munn, uh, Spike Firestein, I think was his name. I forgot his name, but just me with a bunch of other uh, comics or comedic uh, talents. Um, the show, I think it did go to pilot with D.L. Hughley and somebody else co-hosting. Uh, but then after we did that, 
um, Mark Burnett and his company were talking about rebooting Soul Train with me as the host. It never happened, but it was it was dope even to be in the mix of the convo. I was excited because you know grew up on Soul Train. Soul Train coming on Saturday mornings at at noon meant it was time to get out your pajamas and start cleaning. <laughs> so anyway. So YouTube-wise, people at ESPN, they saw a bunch of clips of the various uh, impressions I do from uh, from Denzel Washington to Jay-Z to, uh, to Louise F. Lil Wayne. And um, they said, yeah, you know, Greg was like, yeah, you know, we'd love, uh, we'd love if you could combine some of your, um, your impressions with... Uh, with the the people that you um that you you do your impressions with some of our NFL uh you know um I guess characters or, or personalities I should say so I say hey, yeah sounds sounds like that'd be that could be fun so uh they sent me um sent me a list of people actually they sent me I'm sorry they sent me a video of um, of people, um, just a quick sort of maybe like thirty seconds to a minute's worth of um, clips of different people from Chris Carter to uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, 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 Ray Lewis. Mm. Uh, who else was in there? A bunch of players, obviously Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, it was just just a gang of them, and so uh, I said, uh, I said, yeah, sounds sounds like that could be that could be fun, you know. Sounds like uh, okay, yeah. He reached out. I I just pulled it up on on my emails. He's like uh, writing to you about a possible Sunday NFL countdown. Loved your Richard Sherman, Senior Denzel, very strong. We're looking for a comedian to compliment Caligendo do you know five to seven skits this year on the weeks franks isn't doing ones basically once a month um i was like yeah you know let's 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 make that happen because it was nice it's 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 funny too that that uh people don't realize you're always being watched even though you're uh not aware that you're being watched feel me so um you know always keep that in mind that every move you make you know Make it and stand behind because people people are watching even when you don't realize it. So a lot of this occurred on the trips back and forth to uh, to uh, Kuwait. So Greg also um, he he asked me. He says, uh, "Yeah, you know what? Um, after after I he sends me the the sort of video with with all the people." He says, um, you know what, do you have anyone that you write with or do we have some, we have people that can't. I said, nah, you know what, uh, let me, I'd like to pull in one of my buddies, my writing partner, uh, my boy Marky Mark Theobald, the one them called Theobald, because also I'm looking at this as an opportunity, you know, for, for Mark to, uh, you know, get something else added to his IMDb, get some, some extra paper, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, expand his, his resume, same way it all helps mine, and that's, that's also, you know what, 
Yeah, yeah. I was talking about protocol. Here's the thing, people. Protocols sh- should be. This is how it should be. Should always pull pull your people in. Look out for your people that look out for you. Look out for your friends. Look out for your friends that are capable of rising to the occasion and doing whatever job necessary because you want them to make you look good. Don't just look out for your people for looking out sake. You want to make sure you look out to, for your people that are qualified and that are going to uh, do a great job, knock it out of the park, show up on time, not piss people off, rub people the right way. You know, it's it's, a, it's it, so much goes into looking out and, and nepotism. But if you're going to look out, make sure there's uh there's a reason you're looking out and make sure it's worth it. So he asked if I had anyone uh that I like to work with that that uh can write. I said, yeah, I want to bring in my boy Mark. Uh so boom, the the pieces start coming together. Um so Mark and I we we start brainstorming over numerous uh numerous uh uh NFL personalities uh both commentators as well as football players and uh and then I thought I don't even remember what what the subject was but I think we wound up just creating a sketch uh a, a sketch one of their one of their producers uh from the film department came down actually came to my house and we just shot probably probably about three or four of my impressions along with three or four uh, um, characters uh, from the NFL. Actually, I want to say it might have been four or five because I think we did Chris Carter, Stephen A., Mike Tomlin, the coach from Pittsburgh, Steelers, Ray Lewis. I feel like there was one more, but we did those four at least. And then they uh they edited it in edited it they edited it it into uh, a presentation presented it to the big wigs at ESPN who co-signed on it and then the ball was rolling and also just to clarify one of the reasons they wanted to bring me in was not because Frankie Caliendo lacked any skills but they wanted to balance it because there are a lot of black people <laughs> in the NFL. And because there are a lot of um, brown faces, um, it it wouldn't be PC to have uh, Caliendo um, doing those people without, you know, Al Sharpton saying, why is there not anyone black? There's nobody black that can sound like black people. So, um, which, so I get it, um, you know, and um, so they brought me in. Uh, I'm I'm more than happy to uh do these and, and oh, I appreciated uh Galliendo you know reaching out to brother and uh and saying let's let's make some magic you know a big shout out to uh to Frank Galliendo um for for even pulling me into the process uh even considering to pull me in a couple of years ago and then it coming back around earlier this year so we have myself we have uh Mark in place uh, the big wigs co-sign. So then about, I'm going to say maybe a month ago. Yeah, it was about a month ago is when we, we decided, okay. Or when 
when the producers up at ESPN wanted to, you know, start start the ball rolling. Uh, and so we started brainstorming ideas. I think uh first idea we had was yeah, first idea we had was um was something that Mark had been working on, uh, a fantasy football idea, which I think was fine, but they they we and here's what sucks wrote it all up. We wrote it, it was funny, but they then said, you know what, uh they kinda wanna stay away from the fantasy football idea and make it more NFL based because I guess there might be um a backlash against fantasy football um in the NFL or at ESPN. I'm not sure which. So we said, alright, cool. They gave us a couple other topics um to choose from. They discuss uh they mentioned the uh NFL expanding to uh, uh include England in in the league. So we drew up um, a sketch that um, that addressed addressed the NFL going overseas. And here's the thing: that my my focus, I wanted to I wanted to start with a bang, right? I know because here's what's funny: they initially they only wanted to have me do two, maybe three characters in in the first one, but you know. If you gotta go, go with a smile. So I decided, you know what? I want to do four. I want to do at least four. <laughs> you know, rise to the challenge, man. So I, uh, I said, you know, how about we do something with Chris Carter? Like the first, the first thing that came to mind with with doing Chris Carter was he, uh, he always, he always sounds like he's on the verge of tears, man. And his he he has he has what do they call him puppy dog eyes like he he has uh, his eyes look like he's on the verge of sadness but he's a real real jovial and happy and, and upbeat uh, personality but I thought that that it was just funny to see the contrast between his personality versus versus his eyes and not only does he have the uh, the the puppy dog eyes but he has some they got some thick eyebrows son you hear me. He got them thick, he got them caterpillar eyebrows. Um, Afro face. <laughs> so uh I said, you know what? I said, whatever we do, we should we should do something where Chris Carter's eyebrows just continuously get bigger and bigger throughout the sketch. So I thought that'd be funny. Um, I thought visually Mike Tomlin's eyes. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin has, has those almost like, what's that Graves disease? He has those, he, son has some big eyes similar to, I don't know, like, like Omar Epps has similar eyes. Omar Epps, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Orlando Jones. Remember, remember Yafit Koto <laughs> from Homicide uh, or, or better yet from Alien, the, the original Alien? Uh, Yafit Koto, he he had them big eyes, or you know what, a pug. You ever seen one of those dogs, the pugs? Those pugs have them big eyes. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Um, so I said, you know what, we we need to just play up on his eyes and the fact that uh that that he says obviously obviously a lot. He says obviously 
obviously way too many times obviously in uh in interviews obviously um and then i said you know so let's do chris carter mike tomlin and denzel washington and uh and then tracy morgan let's do those four i want to get my uh my eddie murphy clumps at the table on because that's that's how i envisioned it i wanted to do something where it was like a round table discussion where we had like three or four of them at a table having a conversation so uh espn and the crew they they uh co-signed and said yeah that sounds like a plan we actually wrote up now here's what's funny by friday i think Friday, maybe Saturday, um, the week before we were due to shoot, because we were due to shoot on, uh, let's see, uh, let me see, I'm, I'm looking at my calendar right now, we were due to shoot on the 9th, I'm sorry, the 10th of November, we were, I was, they were going to have me go up um, on the 9th to meet up with the crew, from uh from from ESPN all the uh on on air personalities and then we were going to shoot on Monday uh in between you know when we when they weren't in the studio so it was, was going to be a sort of hectic day but they wanted me to go up to their uh ESPN campus on um on Monday to start shooting early Tuesday morning. I also my other my other request, which I gotta say, you know, they they were very accommodating. My other request. Oh, and they 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 got the they got the contracts right. You know, shout out to to Barry uh Barry Katz, uh for negotiating a a, a nice contract. Um, where we're going to, at least we're, because the season, you know, what are we week 11, 12? So, um, we're, we're, we're deep in the season, but hopefully we, I think we going to do at least two more, but I think I'm hoping we can get out maybe three more and then a Super Bowl one. So we shall see. Um, so, so, um, Oh, so my my biggest request was, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure things looked right. So I said, you know, can we get someone that does a a, a hell of a job um, with the makeup and the prosthetics? Because I think the Richard Sherman was good, but I think we could have we could have done done a little bit more. To uh, I never liked how my dreadlocks came out. You know that, but that, and that might have been a minute uh, point because people still had an idea that I was him. But I just wanted to tighten up the makeup, so they actually brought in, um, they brought in a a, a, a master uh, makeup talent. He's more than a than a mua, because that's in in everybody uh, a mua now nowadays. Um, so it seems, yeah, my man, uh, Norman Brin, he actually had just worked on, um, Friends of the People with, with Rel and, uh, Jermaine and crew, so, uh, and he had worked on, um, SNL, uh, a little before I got there, so I told him when, when we first met via text that we can swap, uh, 
Louis Zach stories. Louis, uh, the the um, head of like the prosthetics on SNL. Now he's been there forever. Now, so um, so we all set. We write a, a, a great sketch. Mind you, Mark is out of town. Mark's on a cruise ship, so we're we're coordinating, going back and forth via email, and I'm I'm giving him my notes. ESPN is giving him their notes, and and. We ironed something out, I think, by Saturday. Um, and then <laughs> it was re- regarding the NFL uh, expansion. And then we get a message. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Jewel hits us saying, yeah, you know what? Not to be a, 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 a buzzkill, but I'm thinking this might be a little too dated since uh, this story happened. You know, we covered it maybe a week or two ago. So can we maybe update? I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I think that weekend, this is the week we get this this note, I think maybe Saturday evening into Sunday. And then Sunday, um, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, QB, um, he, he, he got hurt. So we decide to go with the angle of uh, quarterback injuries in the NFL. All right, we have now. Now here's what sucks. We just wrote this one sketch that was real funny, and now we gotta we gotta outdo that. So uh, we 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 get that one done. Main, that was that was mainly Mark. He took a bunch of the jokes from the uh, NFL expansion to England and moved them to uh to this sketch and they worked but they didn't work as well and i he and i both agreed we were like mark was like yeah it's not it's not not as funny you know it's still it's still it's more it's timely but it's not as funny so get it to them they like it they they you know make a couple of adjustments um to to fit the the uh the nfl uh, they they send the car. Car comes to get me uh, on uh, Monday afternoon, early afternoon. Uh, I go up to meet everyone in person. My girl, uh, my girl Megan, um, who produces a bunch of uh, field pieces for for ESPN. Um, she's set to produce this. This is her first comedy piece, so she's excited and nervous. Um, and here's what's interesting. I wanted Mark there, but like I said, he was he was on a, a cruise ship, and he was I think was he getting back? Yeah, Mark was getting back Tuesday night, and we we finished shooting Tuesday evening, but he didn't land in New York till Tuesday night. So that kind of sucked because I wanted him to be there. Because when you write something, you also wind up you know pretty much similar to SNL. You wind up producing the uh the entire sketch the entire piece and so um i wanted him to you know get that experience and and people don't realize producing what producing really entails is is covering every base and overseeing all aspects of production this is you know that's why i say similar to when you're writing on snl because you know when you're writing something and you're picturing how what's the set going to look like and what are the characters going to be wearing and down to this you know the 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 most um minute uh, uh you know 
eyebrow or 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 piece of wardrobe or pocket square you know you you want every every base covered and um and so that that all it was going to fall on meg i was going to do everything i could to uh to assist but i was also doing my best to um to perform as as talent so we get up there monday uh monday evening and uh yo you know we everybody's there uh you know actually we had to lay low cuz they were in a meeting and then they have uh they have us uh come in um come into a conference room and that's where every everyone is uh everyone is waiting and the first person i see is uh is <laughs> is cc chris carter and uh, he's he he's sitting there with with a smile on his face, a welcoming smile on his face, which made me happy because I said, "Okay, all right, this dude ain't mad at me because he might have seen which they did. They saw like my the the presentation uh, tape that I had um, that we had shot at my house, and so he's like, "Hey man, you know what? Do me is fine. Just make sure it's funny." And make sure you do you do a great job, you know. So I was I was uh, that was that was a relief that that I had, uh, you know, because you want you want to make sure that that the cosine always helps, man. You know, feel me? That's what I'm saying. The co the cosine always helps. Uh, who else is on there? Um, who's waiting in there? Uh, oh, Mike Ditka. You know, Coach Mike Ditka is there. I see that the the Super Bowl ring, the Super Bowl rings like almost as big as my shoe. That's how big that joint is. <laughs> uh, Boomer, uh, Chris Berman, uh, 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 Tom Jackson, Keyshawn Johnson. You know they're all in there, and a couple of the uh, execs from uh, ESPN. I meet Jewel for the first time, and then they're all real cool, and everyone, you know, I just give them a little taste of of what I'm gonna do, and they co-sign, and then. Uh, what I appreciated was, you know, Chris Carter pulled me to the side. He's like, he's like, hey man, he's like, listen, you know, I got a, I got a contract here that's long. I'm gonna be here for a long time. And uh, he's like, Stephen A. Smith, if you guys saw you do Stephen A., do him. He's going, he got a long contract too. Long as we're here, you're gonna be here. So you know, you appreciate that. And I, and I told him, I said, look, man, I appreciate that because not everybody is uh is as as welcoming you know everyone's not as welcoming and so i appreciated you him welcoming me with into the uh espn family with open arms hey we 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 locked and loaded i said i'm, I'm gonna do my best and, and hope to make y'all happy make you proud you know and so then uh uh monday that was monday night so I go back, had this great Mexican food that night up, up there in Bristol, Connecticut. And then uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, geez, Tuesday morning, 5 o'clock call time, I actually met Norman, the makeup uh, artist, uh, the makeup uh, technician in the hotel um, that I was checking into uh, that evening. We We both spoke in the hallway. He told me he had just worked on Friends of the People with, with Jermaine and Rel and them. Uh, and he said he he actually had some of their noses and prosthetics that he'd have to use on me because um, when doing prosthetics, 
you need to make a mold of someone's face, a, a cast of their face, which he did not have of me yet. So Tuesday morning we wake up. We uh, I think we started with uh, Denzel. We did Denzel first at five a.m. I get a get a message from Megan that um that there's an issue with doing one of the uh, characters and we might have to run an audible and and totally cut it from the uh, sketch. So of course I'm happy, right? I'm like, wait, what? Um, fortunately, we didn't have to. We didn't have to cut anyone. Um, we knocked that one out. We did. We did Denzel from about probably by the time. That's what people don't realize when you're shooting anything. It's similar to the military. It's almost like I feel like I was in the army to prepare me for the entertainment industry because there's a lot of hurry up and wait private you're going to be here at a certain time and then we're not going to use you for about four hours and that's that's essentially what happens is there's a lot of setting up the camera setting up the shot setting up the lighting uh getting the makeup ready like makeup and wardrobe are almost the last things you do because uh everything else takes so much longer so and if you you don't want to do makeup too early because if you do then you're gonna have to reapply and reset the makeup and such. So uh, we we go in, we knock out, we do we do Denzel Washington first because he's the easiest. He's the easiest makeup and the the way we had Denzel made up, I wanted to goof on when he was at the uh, the Mayweather Pacquiao fight back in uh, when uh, when was that uh, back in back in May. Uh, because Denzel, obviously, obvious to me, but not to everybody else, he looked very grizzled, and obviously he was shooting a movie. Um, so, you know, he had a, had a lot of five o'clock sh shadow, and and uh, he was wearing, you know, uh, a blank Yankee fitted and a blue uh, Adidas tracksuit, and people. I guess you know what it was. I think people are so used to seeing Denzel being suave and debonair and clean. That seeing him look sort of grizzled. I mean, he's sixty. He, he looks good for sixty, but he's sixty-ish. He might be older right now, but you know, because of that, you know, he, he when people see him just look like a normal older man, everyone was shocked. Like, yo, Denzel looks crazy. So all the memes started, and, and all the your 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 uncle at the cookout uh, memes, you know, started spreading across the uh the the internets if if y'all haven't seen just put in denzel washington memes or denzel washington mayweather fight memes and and you'll see some some funny kind of offensive <laughs> memes but hopefully hopefully he, he he had a laugh about it um then we did uh we did chris carter uh and the whole, the joke with chris carter we we're gonna have his eyebrows grow um, each time the camera cut back to him and we even had one shot with uh, uh makeup assistant uh shaving his eyebrows and then them growing back but that did not make the cut the sketch turned out to be seven minutes which they cut down to about three fifteen. uh after lunch we did uh we did we did uh obviously we did mike tomlin and we closed out with tracy morgan and we finished shooting probably around 6.30, 7 o'clock. So it was a long day. I was kind of exhausted by the time we got back. 
and uh, I spoke to Mark on the way back, and um, and told him, yeah, it sucks. Wish you could have been there, but hopefully for the next one. And then what winds up happening? They they wound up pushing the sketch back a week, so the whole idea of it being timely kind of stung because I was like, wait, it was supposed to air. We shot on the tenth. It was supposed to air on the fifteenth while we were in Denver because I actually had uh, when I was doing media, I, I promoted it um, uh, while I was doing media in Denver, and it got pushed back to airing on the twenty second. And they uh, they actually invited me up. On the twenty second, uh, so they they came, scooped me up Sunday morning, at around eight a.m. Got there probably around ten. The show starts at eleven. My sketch aired at uh, about twelve thirty. Uh, Keyshawn and CC introduced the the clip, showed the clip, and then brought me out, interviewed me. They had a laugh about it. They <laughs> Chris Carter kept going, "Oh come on, man, what's up with my eyebrows?" You know that was funny. And, uh, and and then uh, they said, who's up next? And I said, you know what? I th- I think maybe we, sh- we should do something with Denzel. And uh, and of course, since he was on set, uh, we had I wanted to do uh, something with Stephen A. Smith. So y'all keep an eye out. That one, uh, I think we're going to work on that one this week. And I'll keep the pictures coming. But in all, it was a great experience. Uh, it was good to be, um, nice to be included. Nice to get that creative, uh, that's that creative energy, um, flowing. Yeah, that's I love the process, man. You know, um, oh, why when I went back up, why when I went back up to uh, Connecticut for the uh, for the live show, Mark went back out on the road. I was like, damn, man. But hopefully, this next time, if we shoot this week, I have a couple of things, uh. Uh, VO records and uh, I'm prepping for um, for Gotham, so I just have a bunch of things to do. But I think we're gonna shoot again. We're we're writing um, tomorrow, which by the time y'all hear this will be today. Mark and I will have written our first draft, and we're hoping to shoot at the end of the week. But I think it's still going to air. <clears throat> I'm gonna say it's probably gonna air after Gotham um, weekend. So air on the thirteenth, I think, is when they want it to uh to be presented. So so we shall see, man. So you know, there you have the Father Muckin' ESPN story, man. And um, you know, I, I I hope y'all y'all I hope y'all dug it. If you if you dug it or you didn't dig it, it's still gonna stand because that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I like Colin Quinn. Oh, on a side note, we also rocked out. We did um. Last week, emotional. We did um, the um, the Patrice O'Neill documentary. Um, they recorded me uh, the Better Than You documentary on Patrice O'Neill. Man, yeah, I'll keep an ear and eye out for it. Oh, you know what else? Um, speaking of Big Trees, because um, I'm recording this on Sunday the 29th, which which actually is the uh, you know four year anniversary of our of our homie excuse me, passing away, um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's only right that I asked you all to go, go check out something Patrice related, man, whether it's, uh, you know, an interview or Opie and Anthony, just put in Patrice's name on YouTube and just find a random clip 
and listen to to uh, comedy brilliance um, with an open mind. Uh, and then, and if you really want to show your support, go cop um, go cop one of his his uh, his his CDs or his comedy specials. Go check out uh, Elephant in the Room, the DVD, which still holds up as as one of the best. Uh, stand-up specials, period. Chris Rock even co-signed and said, damn, he, he, he really made me have to step my game up, I think he told uh, Keith Robinson. Um, or Mr. P, his, uh, his posthumous release. Was that? Ah, man. I, I, he has like two or three CDs. Um, so make sure you go cop one of them, man. I, I could Google it. But I'm being lazy. <laughs> but just you know, go to Amazon, put in Patrice O'Neill. Um, uh, there, there was uh, one that uh, he released after that was released um, way after the fact of uh, of his um, of a set he did. Actually, there are two. There's the Better Than You EP, which is just I think a twenty minute clip. And then there's a there's a, a longer form of that entire set. Um, I'm actually looking for it right now, Patrice O'Neill. Let's Patrice. Let's let's let us see. Let us see what comes up. No, can we do that? You know, it's weird. The Google on my on my phone has been tripping a wee bit. So I'm going to I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to go to the Zon of Amma. I'm going to go to Amazon.com, and I'm going to put in Patrice O'Neill's. Okay, that was so. Mr. P was the name of his uh, his uh, first album, and then he had two more: Pat Rice, O'Neill. Here we go in all departments. All right, and CDs. And vinyl. Can you imagine Patrice in uh, vinyl? Yes, unreleased. Okay, I was like, is it unfinished business? No, that's EPMD. So check out Patrice O'Neill unreleased, um, the CD, or Patrice O'Neill's Mr. P, or Patrice O'Neill's Elephant in the Room. Uh, you got options. Or the Patrice O'Neill show uh, coming soon, season one, episodes one through 13, featuring a boy, uh, Harris Stanton, as well as. Uh, uh, his his wife, his baby, his boo, Vaughn, the the high yellow. Y'all could call her uh, Coach Vaughn, <laughs> and uh, and Will Sylvester, a couple other cats, man. Y'all make sure you support that. And this Wednesday at the stand, um, which I which caught me off guard. They're they're doing a an exclusive screening of Patrice's uh the. The roast, the Patrice O'Neill roast, which, uh, which, which caught me way off guard, son. I did not even, uh, I, I didn't even remember that they had recorded that. So it was actually funny when I got, I think someone, someone tweeted me. Someone twatted, someone twatted me. Yeah, and even the, uh, the flyer for it, uh, New York City's Boston Comedy Club is roasting Patrice O'Neill. And, <laughs> <laughs> you see Mike Yard with his glasses, Mark Theobald with cornrows, and uh, and me hiding in the background. 
on this uh on this flyer. Uh good memories, man. That was real fun. Um and some of the people that uh Voss hosted it and uh you had Todd Barry, DC Benny, Billy Burr, Colin Quinn, Sue Costello, Greg Geraldo, Vanessa Hines, Head, Robert Kelly, Jim Norton, Keith Robinson, Wilson, Sarad Small, and other special guests. On a side note, <laughs> Keith actually Keith <laughs> everybody else prepared jokes and material. And Keith Keith's lazy. He went and did the uh roast with no notes. <laughs> thought he was going to get, oh, you know what, I think Kev was on it too, Kevin Hart, and, uh, and Keith bombed, <laughs> Keith bombed terribly, good, good, that's what you get, stupid, um, yo, this is your man, Dean Edwards, follow me at am Dean Edwards, because that's who I am, subscribe, comment, like, and, uh, and come through the stand this, uh, Wednesday as they screen the roast, um, think they all they all were bashing me too because i think i was oh like that's why i was like i'm not on the dais how are y'all bashing me <laughs> you know oh it's all love though it was, it was nice to be included in in the bash bashing mint all right uh all love two fingers your man dean that was peasy